0: We could survive that! We could survive that! We could survive it. BANANA! BANANA! Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by my minion! It's Chris! Banana! No, it's BANANA! BANANA! <laughs>
1: depending what's happening to them of course
0: yes banana is if they're being tortured it's squealing and being turned into a yellow paste
1: when does that happen it doesn't oh okay that's like that graphic it <laughs> I is remember graphic
0: that. yeah uh, we're doing the minions today Drastic tone shift but uh, yeah those minions are creepy bastards they're not creepy they're cute and adorable they murder loads of people N- not... in like the space of 10 minutes yeah but not on purpose Accidentally, the only time
1: yeah. they become, you know, aggressive is Despicable Me 2 when they go purple. True. Yeah, that's not good. I like the purple minions. And I hope we get different coloured minions in Despicable Me 3.
0: Well, I've, part of the reason we're doing Minions movie this week is because I have seen Despicable Me 3. Enjoyable. No different coloured minions, though, sadly.
1: And disappointing. F- for you,
0: anyway. But it was a good film. Yes. Yeah, so we talk about the minions, then?
1: Yes, crack on.
0: Okay, Now, shall we clarify, there are two camps when it comes to the Minions. Those who like the Minions and post loads of their memes on Facebook and Twitter and they're everywhere and bananas and bottoms. (laughs) And then there's the camp that don't like the Minions and wish they'd bugger off. So what camp are you in, Chris? I'm Camp
1: Minion. Oh, yeah. So am I. Yeah, I enjoy the Minions. They make me laugh. Reminds me of my childhood with films like Monsters, Inc., Toys R Us. Not Toys R Us. Toy Story! (laughs) That's a (laughs) shot! I meant Toy Story.
0: Yeah, well, Minions like designed to sell toys, aren't they? Oh, yeah. A marketing gimmick. Yeah. We're getting...
1: (laughs) We're getting really sidetracked here. Let's get back to the the film.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the Minions movie. Not the property and the memes. Stay off the memes. Oh. That's a deep, That's an internet hole you don't want to get into. Minions, Never seen memes. any of the memes. Like, well, you're not really on social media, are you?
1: What's social media?
0: <gasps> minions, Chris! <laughs> is the prequel to the Despicable Me franchise, which chronicles the rise and evolution of the Minions throughout the history of the world. So, Chris, shall we get into it? Starting off with the aforementioned evolution of the Minions from single-celled, Little yellow blobs that develop eyes and start following around more evolved species. Uh, The minions essentially flock towards the most powerful, the most evil creature that they can find in their vicinity and do all they can to help that creature uh, thrive and dominate and do their evil bidding. And once the minions progress from single-celled organisms and venture onto dry land, They find a T-Rex, surely the most evil and vicious creature known to all of ancient prehistory.
1: That's cruel, isn't it? Making a T-Rex seem like he's a bad guy. It's just an animal surviving. You don't say sharks are evil, do you?
0: I'd say sharks are evil if they try to eat me.
1: Yeah, but they're not doing it out of evilness. They're just doing it because it's their instinct. It's their nature.
0: Because I taste delicious.
1: Debatable, but go on. (laughs)
0: Yeah, let's not debate that point too much. So the minions uh, flock towards this T-Rex, and the T-Rex becomes their leader in this pre-historic kind of environment. And in doing the bidding for the T-Rex, some minions stumble on, I don't know, the first bananas in... <laughs> In the world?
1: Of course they'd find them.
0: Yes. I think bananas and minions evolved, co evolved, I think. They're yeah. probably
1: closely, not closely, loosely related.
0: Yeah. Well, humans share, I think, 90% of their DNA with a cabbage. What? <laughs> That's a fact I heard. I'm not sure if it's right. It
1: doesn't sound right, but no. it could be.
0: So, uh, yeah, the minions find these uh, uh, bunch of bananas perched underneath a gigantic round a boulder one of the minions picks the bananas which uh, loosens the boulder rolling it down the hill it collides with the t-rex the t-rex then is standing on the boulder running along with it so it doesn't fall off and get squashed Uh, the boulder eventually stops on the precipice of a volcano um, when the minions rush to help three of them are knocked off of this hill and one of them rolls ever so close to the boulder almost knocking it into the volcano he doesn't the minion gets up bumps his head on the boulder and then sends the boulder and their t-rex master headlong into the volcano and probably burning to death in a horrible cartoony way this movie is a you by the way i should say is a it me it's what you say it's a me this movie
1: yeah Oh, it's, is it a U? Yes. You mean the age ri- age rating is a U? Yes. Right, when you said the movie is a U, for a moment I thought you meant like I came up with the deaths.
0: No, this this movie is a U, so they have to avert all of the the more grisly death scenes, but yeah, this is kind of brutal.
1: Burns to death.
0: In lava?
1: Yeah, although I suppose it'd be like almost instantaneous anyway.
0: That's no comfort for the T-Rex. Well, there's
1: plenty of other T-Rexes around.
0: Survival tips for the t T-Rex.
1: Don't have minions. I don't understand why T-Rex just didn't eat them in the first place.
0: They are delicious and banana-like. Well, maybe that's what the T-Rex thought. Well they they're were- bananas? <laughs> yeah, they were walking, talking bananas.
1: I suppose. Perhaps the yellow was a uh, survival evolutionary thing.
0: Maybe. Because everybody can... knows
1: dinosaurs hate yellow.
0: Do they? <laughs> no, I was going to say... Because some frogs are brightly coloured to make different creatures aware that they are poisonous. So frogs are brightly coloured... I'm poisonous, stay away. Bumblebees have uh, that distinct yellow and black patterning to warm predators. I have a sting and lots of other creatures have sort of mirrored that as a sort of a trick to kind of blend in with bees and wasps and things.
1: So you're saying the minions are yellow, by, so when predators look at them, they go, oh, they're bananas.
0: Or they're poisonous.
1: Do you reckon they're poisonous?
0: I don't know, having never eaten a minion before.
1: We should eat a minion and find out also you notice how they're all male yes do they just not die or is it the same group that's gone through time because there's no it doesn't show anyway how they would reproduce or anything
0: they must be the same group
1: you reckon it's the same group that's gone through the entire time they've got an infinite lifespan or something
0: yes because they're cartoon characters cartoon logic
1: okay fair enough
0: (laughs) the t-rex really doesn't have much intelligence it's a cartoon (laughs)
1: T-Rex so it's even it's even dumber
0: it's even dumber than a regular T-Rex so should we move on to Caveman who is the next master of the minions that they stumble upon and uh, there's a narrator over this whole uh, beginning scene of the film where the minions find Man and they like Man because he's slightly cleverer than a T-Rex and uh, they go on to help Man and when Man caveman is started on by a bear giving it all large innit I don't know why I've gone straight please
1: don't do that again
0: <laughs> he's set up on by a bear and instead of using the classic caveman weapon uh, club one of the minions gives him a fly swat that uh, the caveman uses to slap the bear around and then the bear lunges at the man and probably pulls him apart off screen somewhere with the minions looking on in horror <laughs>
1: Surely the caveman would have just carried around a club of him anyway. Whenever he... you see caveman things, they've always got a club or bone with them.
0: Yeah, but he was persuaded by one of the minions to use this uh, alternative weapon, shall we say.
1: Oh, uh, him obviously not being smart enough to realise. You never see the minions jumping. I thought the minions would sort have of dived in, like, onto the bear, smothered the bear, if you like. Piled
0: on. Yeah. I mean, the minions aren't really fighters.
1: No, but, I mean, not on their own, but perhaps as a group... They could come together to uh, build Miniontron.
0: What a giant collection of minions standing on top of each other! No, they they don't do that. They uh, they gather around power to sort of help them, and it's kind of a, a parasitic relationship where the minions. If we get if we get in really technical about this and talk about <laughs> minion reproduction and the survival instincts of the minions, they're like the the fish that clean the parasites off sharks, aren't they? kind of the sharks don't eat them because they provide a service caveman thought all oh, these minions are providing me with weapons that's why i don't club them and shove a spit up their bum and cook them over a- open oh fire. my god <laughs> i think that's what's going on there so yeah i don't think the minions are okay. well they're probably capable of fighting but they don't because it's not in their nature
1: how intelligent are they they did can they... they
0: can make a fly swat.
1: Yeah, did they not realize the fly swat would not be enough against the bear, or did they think it'd be more than enough?
0: Maybe they just thought it'd be funny.
1: No, because they don't <laughs> want they don't want the caveman to die, do they? Because it's their leader, they want to keep him alive. Yeah, true. Going off of that, I'm guessing when they gave him the fly swat, they thought, "Oh, this would be an adequate enough weapon." Which means at this stage, anyway, their intelligence isn't that great.
0: Although the minion's intelligence doesn't really progress from...
1: (laughs) No, I mean, well, they don't change, apart from their clothes and getting goggles. What's up the one-eye, two-eye whole thing? I don't know. What's that all about?
0: Are we talking minion's evolution again? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure what that's
1: about. I'm surprised a caveman tried to hit with a fly swat. Surely he's encountered another bear or something before, and he should have clicked, this is not enough. My hands will do more damage.
0: I'm not sure...
1: he's never seen a bear before, and he's like, yes, this is definitely going to work.
0: Maybe not. I know he's wearing furs, but I can't remember if they're bear furs or not. Or maybe they're like elk fur or something like that.
1: He's definitely seen a bear or some other big animals and humans fight before in his life. So he should have known the fly swat was not enough. This is not the minion's fault. This is entirely down to the caveman.
0: (laughs) Can't blame the caveman. After the caveman dies, uh, the minions go off to seek a new leader. Uh, they don't f- follow the bear for some reason even though the bear killed their master maybe they're scared of the bears or maybe they want to find another human to befriend them
1: well, yeah they're not always going to follow whatever ends their previous master otherwise they would be worshipping the volcano
0: oh, true yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah good point so the minions eventually find their way to Egypt and uh, start worshipping this pharaoh guy and help him build the pyramids ending the controversy of what created the pyramids It's not UFOs or slave labour. It's minions.
1: Minion (laughs) labour.
0: Yes. Sadly, though, they build the pyramid on the wrong side. They build it on its edge. And when they christen it, you know, like you christen a boat, you throw a bottle of wine at it, they throw a jug of spirits at it, this knocks the pyramid over and squashes the pharaoh and all of his men. And a minion turns a blueprint around and it's like, oh, that's the way it's meant to go. But by then it's too late they killed their pharaoh
1: do you know i think they're doing this on purpose i reckon the minions they find a master and then they put them in these dangerous situations to see if the master survives if the master lives then they're like yes this is the one he's proven himself to us or herself to us we will worship them if not they go to the next one they, the survival of the fittest so Yeah, they,
0: they weed out the weak master so they can find their ultimate leader exactly okay but how does building a pyramid upside down and seeing if a man can survive being squashed by a pyramid how does that perhaps help perhaps
1: they want him to move perhaps they want him to hold it up or i mean the pharaoh is a bit of an idiot in this case as well i always thought the egyptians ancient egyptians were uh, highly intelligent so for their time so for the pharaoh to see him building his pyramid and be like checked on the pyramid every now and then he wouldn't have just let them go on with it and he didn't realize he'll be build it, building it wrong not once
0: well, he, The Pharaoh's a Pharaoh. He's not a building architect, is he?
1: Yeah, but even, come on. <laughs> he must have realised that at least. If if not him, somebody who worked for him would have designed the blueprints. Obviously, it wasn't minions who made the blueprints. I'd be worried if it was. So, the engineers for him, whatever, the architects, should have looked at me like, minions, no, this way round. The fact nobody noticed <laughs> and how long it took them to build it is, I don't know, it's a conspiracy.
0: And the fact that they were standing right under it as well. When it
1: happened, this is too much of a coincidence. Yeah, the minions are definitely doing something. This is a plan they've done to find the fittest master.
0: <laughs> not that fair. Okay, so the minions make the logical step from working for a future mummy, an Egyptian person, to working for a Dracula. <laughs> a Dracula, a not Dracula. the Dracula. Well, maybe it's the Dracula. So they're in a a spooky castle and they're they're dressed for the occasion. They're wearing capes and stuff. And they're about to surprise their new Dracula leader with a birthday cake because it's his 357th birthday. And they're going to go into his chambers, wake him up from his coffin, open the curtains and yell, surprise! Uh, What happens to a Dracula when you expose it to sunlight, Chris?
1: into a werewolf.
0: No, you're thinking of Werewolves and Moonlight.
1: Ah, okay. They turn to dust then.
0: Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) that's what happens with Dracula. He turns to dust before he can even blow out the candle on his cake. And then one of the minions blows out the candle. And then when it blows out the candle, the stone form of of Dracula goes into dust and makes one of the other minions sneeze.
1: Again, this must be a test. It's either that or they've literally been with Dracula a day two days and they've not clocked on that sunlight you know is harmful to him and he's i don't know if he's told them or not he must have told them and they just ignored him because when you get new servants and stuff if you've got something that will well, do you kill get you instantly, often, Chris? every now and then <laughs> and if you've got something that will kill you instantly you would tell them wouldn't you you'd be like oh by the way i'm allergic to garlic don't put it in my food
0: to garlic sunlight and steak not not delicious steaks, but wooden steaks.
1: I mean, he wouldn't eat those anyway. It's just blood for him. Yeah. So...
0: Would the minions have to go out and get blood for Dracula? That's brutal. Interesting. What kind of horrible things have these cute little yellow things been up to? Exactly. What do they have they... to do for the dinosaur?
1: We always forget about the minions, don't we? They, they make are them evil. as cute, cuddly things. But yeah, they are. They worship evil. They do the bidding of some really evil creatures like Dracula. So he must have done something. You see a couple of minions going out. Stealing a local villager, yeah, draining kidnap- their blood.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Should definitely make an eighteen-rated Minions film where we see what they get up to.
0: For Dracula.
1: For Dracula, T Rex, for all of them, all of them.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna have a hard pass on that, Chris. I don't think that would get past the the producers and the studio. Studio. I'm gonna guys. self-produce it. No, uh, I've no. a production
1: company. I've just started it. No. It's called Minions Inc.
0: Uh, copyright. You're uh, You're, no. <laughs> you're going to be sued a lot. So no, yeah. I, I put this squarely on Dracula. This is his fault. He's he's allergic to sunlight, as you said. And instead of boarding up his windows, he just has curtains, flimsy curtains that be that can be pulled back. With no effort.
1: So you're saying he should have better safety features. Yes. His coffin should be in a room that's just completely. His stoned. coffin should be no underground
0: windows. in a wine cellar or something. It shouldn't be in a high tower with easily openable curtains. If Van Helsing walked in, then all he's got to do is just open the curtains.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's true. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. So unless, it's... of course, he has the window for changing into a bat and flying out of. If we're going along that, Dracula can do that, of course. Yeah, it's debatable maybe, what his powers but were. But why
0: not just walk to the door and then open it and then fly out?
1: Perhaps you can't. There's no door into it. Perhaps the only way in and out is a window to stop people like Van Helsing from getting in.
0: A key, a lock. Has Dracula never heard of these? Van things? Van Helsing could
1: probably break <sighs> them. If it, uh... if he's in a really high tower, or just a window to get in and out, he's fine. It's like Rapunzel. Dracula is basically Rapunzel.
0: But can turn into a bat and drinks people's blood and isn't...
1: Isn't female, doesn't have long hair. Yeah. And is not like a princess.
0: So it's not like But Rapunzel. he is a prince.
1: <laughs> prince He's... of darkness.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a good, a nice work, Chris.
1: Thank you.
0: I have a banana for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think the Minions have like, got bananas and like, bit into them to try and like suck the juice out of a banana and then realise there's no juice in it?
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe they pick up traits from their mentors.
1: I like to think they do.
0: Although, in that case, they wouldn't be banana eaters. Why? Because T Rexes eat. Yeah, but banana, other but bananas are their
1: base instinct. So perhaps whatever, when they see a banana, I mean they, may, they might not see it as a banana. They could hallucinate it and see what it is as what their master has.
0: Well, some of the minions hallucinate bananas as themselves. When, when Kevin Stewart and Bob go off to find their new master in the actual plot of the film, which we've not even touched on yet, <laughs> they start hallucinating each other as bananas, so that's not good, and they try to eat each other.
1: Well, there you go, then. That's because they're just with each other. When they've got their, their master, one of the T-Rex, they're probably hallucinating bananas as, I don't know, another dinosaur.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they just like bananas.
1: I don't know. I think they've got a pretty damaged psyche.
0: Well, that's obvious. But no, I, I just think they like bananas because they're yellow. So I think Dracula's death is all on him. Bananas aside.
1: Okay, if you want to go with that. I, I am, right. yeah.
0: Just get some blackout blinds or something like that, Dracula. Jeez. Uh, the Minions' next unfortunate uh, leader is Napoleon. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't go too well for Napoleon. He's leading the Minions and orders them to fire a cannon. One of them is at the uh, lighting end of it. Then another one stands on the cannon, walks forward, and his weight shifts the angle of the cannon, aiming it down at Napoleon. And then when the fuse eventually lights and the cannon is shot, it shoots Napoleon in the bottom, <laughs> as the minions would say. Oh dear. I think they'd find that very funny. Uh, and then they're chased off by the rest of the French army into a snowy cave where they spend the rest of their days. Napoleon, actually have your soldiers fire the cannon.
1: Yeah, shouldn't rely too much on these minions. People don't seem to freak out when they see these minions, do they?
0: No, yeah. Although this is a strange world where Dracula's real, there's a weird swamp monster, giant sumo wrestlers are super villains, and there's rockets and all sorts of stuff going on. So maybe... And it's also a cartoon, so... I get... <laughs>
1: Stop using a cartoon. Do you think <laughs> Try... the minions, they're documented, sort of... Or... In this universe, you could go to a library and you can get textbooks about them and stuff.
0: Yes, because there are cave paintings about the minions.
1: Yeah, so they must have been found. So probably that's why people are like, oh yeah, it's just minions. There's not a lot left in the world. Or there could be. There could be loads of them all over the world working for other masters.
0: I don't think so, because I think, especially in the second Despicable Me film, the minions are sort of the driving plot of that, aren't they? We have to get these minions and turn them evil. So I think they're the only group of minions... Around,
1: so this is one group that's been there since prehistoric era. They've not evolved anymore since they came out and walked on the land. They've not grown any more smarter. Their language is still basic gibberish with the occasional actual word thrown in. Their appearance haven't changed, they haven't aged, and they're the only ones in the universe or yes. world. Then everybody should be going for them because they must be as valuable as anything <laughs> right now.
0: Maybe I don't know but if the minions are the first intelligent life is all of the language in uh, the minions universe derived based on from minions? them yeah
1: it could be i suppose
0: cuz in reality it's it's sort of a mix of gibberish words and spanish and there's the f- occasional like discernible word like yeah. like bananas and bottoms and super duper ukulele which is like the a uh, personal favourite of mine.
1: It's like the Sims games, isn't it? They're a mixture of sort of Spanish and gibberish, like mixed in.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Interesting.
1: So. Yeah, perhaps language should evolve from them. Like they must have spent more time with cave people, and, and they, they, they started copying them. And next thing you know, you got French. Yeah. Which is <laughs> gibberish.
0: I'm sure the French would appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, French is mostly gibberish. No. I didn't. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't pay attention in French class. Kids, learn a foreign language. It's good for you. you can... It's too late for us. It's too late for us, yeah. Do as we say, not as we do. Uh, okay, so the minions are in this cave, and this is where the plot actually kicks in. And uh, a minion called Stuart has realised that all the minions are sort of uh, without a master to serve. They're all losing the will to live, and they're sort of depressed, and they've not got their childish... Uh, instincts that they usually have so he sets off to find uh, a new evil leader and he goes off with Kevin who's a kind of a guitar wielding cool minion he's the cool minion and Bob who's the short childish getting lost kind of minion
1: I like Bob, he's my favourite
0: King Bob! I'll put in an actual club. <laughs> king Bob! Bob is king so yeah you're you're right to to like him the most. So they set off and they find themselves in '60s New York, where they stumble upon an advert for VillainCon, uh, and their guest keynote speaker, I guess, is a, a super villain called Scarlet Overkill, and the the minions they make it their mission to find Scarlet Overkill and become her minions, and they manage to do this by winning a a, a contest at VillainCon. Whilst they're there at VillainCon. They wander around uh, all these. Um, and one of the exhibits is a time machine that a villain called Professor Flux has invented. And it's Bob wandering around offering his business cards because he's looking for work. And um, Professor Flux says, oh, no, I don't need any more help because I've built this time machine. I go into the future, grab a future version of me from the timeline, bring it back, And now look, there are loads of me, and I'm my own minions. And one of the versions of Professor Flux, the two weeks from now version of Professor Flux, is talking to the minion. He's distracted, and he's pushing this giant tank, which is on a a winch, and he accidentally pushes it into the back of the neck, or the back of the head of the original Professor Flux, killing him, and therefore wiping out all the other versions of Professor Flux from the timeline. So. does that
1: like, kill him as just pushes something into the back of his head?
0: There's a definite snap.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe Professor Flux is a very fragile villain.
1: He's got that condition where you have uh, brittle bones.
0: Yeah, he's got the Mr. Glass syndrome, so...
1: <laughs> is that what it's called?
0: No, that's a good character from Unbreakable.
1: Oh, uh, uh, right, got okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Professor Flux, you're multitasking when you shouldn't be, really.
1: Yeah, also, it's a bit dangerous, isn't it, going to the future to bring back you know future versions of himself because eventually he'd be working away and then he'll get to a point in his assuming he was alive got to a point in his timeline where he would be then the future one being taken back
0: right are we going into time travel because this makes my head hurt If if he goes into the future to get a future version of himself back to help present version of him yeah and then he goes to the future again there's no Professor Flux to get back from the future because he's already taken him out of the timeline Unless the timeline continues as if he hadn't gone to the future. No, because that's not Wait, how it works.
1: What's happening? So he would have gone forward and got Professor B. A's the original. He would have got B. Brought them back. Yeah, actually, how that would work?
0: How would that work? Because
1: then they would both be working.
0: Unless, unless he starts from like a year from now, Professor Flux, and then goes eleven months, Professor Flux, then twelve months, ten. 9876 and gradually works his way closer and closer to the present
1: no because when he when he would get 11 month professor flux because he took that one that means there would have been no 12 month professor flux no but if he he, takes 12
0: months first
1: exactly but that means when he would have taken the 11th one the 12 month would have been there anyway so the 12 month one would have disappeared next to him
0: oh so a paradox unless he's got some kind of paradox cancelling thing
1: cannibalising the TARDIS are we yes he's,
0: he's secretly got the TARDIS and has cannibalised it to stabilise the paradox I'm calling him bullshit on Professor exactly none of it makes
1: sense <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of glad that he, he met his end I don't think he actually built a time machine he had loads of identical twin brothers and he was like look it works look at all my future selves it didn't work at all
0: well, then that doesn't explain how when he kills the original Professor, they're Fancy all holograms
1: dies. that have been projected from these. But they're moving, they're touching hard physical. Hard light things. holograms, no. like the ring Green Lantern has. They're hard light projectiles, so they can move things. But when he goes, they all disintegrate.
0: No, I think Bob is a is a, a paradox ending minion, so he goes. Bob to... Bob
1: saw it <laughs> and was like, "Nope, this upsets time. Must, I'm sorting it.
0: Yeah, I must end this paradox." Why well, we went down a flux hole there? So
1: can I say one more thing that will hurt your head? Technically, by killing the original flux, so all the others vanished. The one that was pushing the thing towards him vanished. I mean, that one would never existed to be in there. So you could have actually have killed him, and it would have created another paradox.
0: Oh, for goodness' sake, Professor Flux! What have you done? Time travel is
1: so complicated. Oh. The doctor makes it so easy. <laughs> But it's not like that. He
0: he doesn't make it easy. He's saved by screenwriting.
1: I believe it's called the bootstrap paradox, what I just uh, spoke about. It just gets stuck in an endless loop.
0: What does that have to do with boots?
1: I don't know, but I read about it once (laughs) and it's called the bootstrap. Is bootstrap a bootlace? Something like that. I don't know.
0: Can we stop talking about Professor Flux?
1: Yeah, move on from Fluxy.
0: (laughs) Jeez. So yeah, the minions finally get to work for Scarlet Overkill. And Kevin Stewart and Bob are really excited by this news. So they ring up the other minions back in the cave. Yes, they have a phone.
1: Of course they do.
0: <laughs> but uh, the other minions, they, they're they not so keen on going because they managed to find uh, a new evil master, a, a family of yetis that stumbled upon their cave and, um, and celebrating the return of uh, normality to the minion way of life and them having a new leader they do this massive celebration one of the minions plays a a giant trumpet which upsets a chunk of ice in the cave and it comes crashing down onto the alpha yeti's head killing the alpha yeti and then forcing the other yetis to drive out the other minions in a, a fit of rage so the other minions uh eventually make their way over to england where scarlet overkill is they did the pyramid thing again <laughs> by they crushing did. their leader
1: again I think this is another test they positioned the yetis perfectly they knew exactly what um, I don't know the word it, what frequency to play it at to make it fall? if the yeti caught it they would have been like here's the one or no 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 banana <laughs> banana guess, but obviously it didn't work so
0: no it was yeah. just another test these minions they're crafty they are, they are cunning there's villains there's more to them isn't there yeah. Or oh,
1: some one on one time with Bob.
0: I'm not sure how much we'd get out of Bob. I don't speak Minion. I do. <laughs> Fluently, as you've demonstrated many <laughs> times. Um, so, yeah, they, the Minions work for Scarlet Overkill, uh, who wants them to steal the Queen's crown. Uh, but when they do, they accidentally pull the sword from the stone, and Bob becomes King. Q King Bob Clipper again. King! And uh, Scarlet's not happy with them. She throws them in the dungeons after tricking Bob into making her the queen. Uh, she then, uh, her coronation, gets real angry, kidnaps uh, Kevin and Bob, forcing Stuart to become a gigantic minion. The two have a punch-up. Scarlet Overkill gets punched through a couple of buildings, which probably...
1: guys killed a few people, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, inside the buildings. Yeah,
1: survival tips for that? Do what you do in an earthquake. Get under a table. Unless you're in the, the direct path of overkill, in which case flip the table on its side.
0: No, because she goes through like three.
1: That's fine. The table <laughs> will withstand it.
0: Although when we do see that, there's no people flying out of the building doing Wilhelm Screech or anything like that. Just
1: bits of mangled body hanging.
0: <laughs> maybe. Or maybe they're just abandoned buildings. Maybe it's a sudden day and no one's at work. The old Batman v Superman excuse. It's after working hours There's no one in the buildings That's okay So Doomsday can Mess everything up Yeah. Oh
1: you're talking about I thought you meant The Adam West Batman series No why
0: would that did, no. you say, did you say Batman Superman Yes
1: I only heard Batman And then I swear you said Batman Something to do with Adam West Like Oh it's because we're talking about The 60s You said 60s New York Yeah, yeah. All Right
0: Why you I thought yeah. it was just The news segments You don't listen to me it's all the time, I drift though. in
1: and out. I catch snippets.
0: <clears throat> That's fair enough. Yeah, the minions manage to overpower Scarlet Overkill and stop her from doing any more evil stuff. Then the Queen knights Stuart and gives the others a minion-related presents. And then Gru shows up when Scarlet Overkill tries to steal the crown. Freezes Overkill with an ice ray. And then the minions go and follow their new uh, mentor.
1: So they're with Gru since he's a young child.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Now, what do they do to him to try and kill him that he must obviously survive?
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, in the after credits, well, in the, you know, the the Despicable Me things, have the minions doing a whole bunch of wacky things during the credits. They uh, graffiti a portrait of Gru's mum. So maybe that's it. Try and get him grounded forever.
1: Do you reckon maybe if he's so evil is Gru's mum evil have we been over does it show you stuff
0: um she's not evil per se but she's not a super villain we'll say that she's not despicable
1: but would she oh, oh, well done but would she use like the ice ray on Gru
0: no she wouldn't do that
1: Gru's father then perhaps perhaps he's like a super duper villain oh. so the minions do something to anger him and he's like, Gru, I've had enough of you. Here's a huge rocket launcher. And Gru's like, bring it on.
0: Well, you've stumbled upon the plot of Despicable Me 3. Oh, my God. Well, now, Gru's father, um, Gru and Gru's dad and Gru's mum separate. And Gru's dad is actually a, a world-renowned supervillain.
1: There we go, then.
0: <laughs> but he has no part in Gru's upbringing.
1: As far as we know, we don't know. No,
0: we do, because I've seen Despicable Me 3
1: oh okay <laughs> the minions must have done something to Gru that would have put him in a life or death situation well, well, well he survived.
0: Uh, more of the after credit stuff is the, the painting the portrait thing uh, they try to wash Gru's dog which is that weird furry proper vicious that's thing. not a dog I don't know what it is yeah it's not a dog but they try to uh, wash that and um, they accidentally wake it up and Gru is attacked by it he's not killed so maybe that's it as well that could be it, yeah yeah
1: interesting see the minions do do it on purpose
0: <laughs> they're testing everything's a test for their master yeah so that's that's uh, the minions movie uh, despicable me 3 which, like i won't spoil anything but it's it's a good film
1: yeah, i will get around to watching it i will yeah. see it yeah yeah
0: it's enjoyable yeah it's a good it's a good laugh not as minions heavy as some of the other things
1: that's disappointing already i don't want to see it anymore <laughs> As but far as I'm <laughs> concerned, the only films in this universe are Minions and Despicable Me. I wasn't a big fan of the second one. Well, it was not, okay. That had
0: lots of Minions action in it, though. Yeah,
1: it was okay, but I think the first one was better.
0: Okay, f- fair enough. I, I'd agree with that. I do think the first one is the strongest out of the whole franchise. Yeah, but, yeah, Despicable Me 3 it's, it's a good laugh. Shall we move on to the news now, Chris? Because there is quite a lot of news. Yeah, what have you got for me? Okay, so... First off, sad news. At the age of 77, George Romero passed away uh, this week. Uh, I was
1: devastated by that.
0: Uh, were we you sad? He's a horror... I don't need to explain this to you, but horror legend, zombie uh, innovator, brought it to the centre again. Of uh, Before that, I think zombies were mostly... Well, minions, weren't they? For other forms of diabolical evil. Yeah, sort of. And he sort of brought them... Into the forefront and and made them the pop culture icon that we know them today as. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's a sad passing of a uh, Romero. I enjoyed all of his all of his films, not necessarily all the remakes, but certainly the originals.
0: I'm not sure how much he had to do with the remakes and stuff. Probably not much.
1: Probably not a huge amount. I know, for example, he had a good relationship with Simon Pegg because Simon Pegg made Shaun of the Dead which is a homage to Romero Romero liked it even asked him to be in a remake of um, Land of the Dead okay which was, and there's a scene there's a scene where a woman's taking a picture taken of two zombies and the two zombies are Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright
0: oh right ah that's a fun little nod ah good sir I didn't know that yeah more sad news chris deborah watling who was the companion to the second doctor has also passed away this week yeah that's an, an, another sad news in i a, saw that yeah in, in a week that has um been more or less uh dominated by doctor who news that we will <laughs> that we're gonna get on to it a bit so yeah that's uh, that's uh, uh sad to hear as well so chris for some reason there have been loads of trailers this week most probably partly down to Comic Con, but some I of them I so, yeah yeah some of them I can't put down to Comic Con. So I'm gonna read off the list of trailers that I've got, and you're just gonna tell me which ones you've watched. So none, <laughs>
1: I've watched none. Well, Blade Runner, the second yes.
0: trailer, you've watched that. What did you think of that?
1: It looked a bit too explosiony for me,
0: bit too action packed.
1: Yeah, the first one obviously had action scenes in it, but it was a lot more subtle and. Uh, I can't really think of a way to describe it at the moment, but the second one looks like it's gone, you know, to Hollywood. Yeah, first one
0: looked looked like a a techno noir, which is what it is. This one, I think this is probably for those who want more action and stuff. More Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, well, more action. Ghost in the Shell
1: was terrible, but...
0: (laughs) It's sort of... Ghost in the Shell had good visuals, but it sort of lacked in the action department. And I think maybe that's what they're going for. Look, we have techno noir and action and explosions and Dave Batista throwing someone through a wall. So maybe that's what this trailer was designed to do. I thought it looked a bit generic, but um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens when the film comes out. So yeah. Uh, The Snowman. It's not a Christmas film.
1: (laughs) No, I've seen the uh, the thumbnail for that, and I was oh good. I wasn't Excellent. gonna watch it, because I was like Snowman, and then I saw who was in it. I can't remember who it is now.
0: It's Michael Fassbender. But that was
1: it. And I was like, okay. Now I went to click on it, and I didn't.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting story, Chris. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing. No, the Snowman looks to be a police investigation thriller, kind of like Seven and Silence of the Lambs, right. where Fassbender is going after a guy he's dubbed the snowman killer it looks interesting i think it's been a while since we've had a proper silence of the lambs-esque kind of investigation film i know we've had Gone Girl, which is good but that's not really focused on the investigation it's more on ben affleck's character and what he's going through during the investigation when he's being probed and stuff so it looks interesting i i wouldn't mind giving it a watch
1: okay i'll check it out
0: it does verge on being a tad gimmicky, though. Just a Cow. tiny bit. C- just because of the whole snowman thing, kind of. Maybe, maybe it'll work in the film, but I, I don't know. I, Is it a I, Christmas film? Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out. I don't think it's Christmas, though. Is it this year? Uh, yeah, I think it's this year, yeah. Interesting, yeah. okay. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Saw got a trailer for, the, for its billionth movie. Eighth. I, I didn't watch this the whole way through because I have zero interest in the Saw franchise. Did you watch it?
1: No. Oh, good. <laughs> but I will say the Did Saw Did you see films, the thumbnail? I saw the thumbnail.
0: It was a guy with lasers being shot at him for some reason. Yeah, I
1: don't know what that was all about. I don't know. They, they tied the story up quite nicely in the seventh one. They ended everything, so I don't know if they're just going to try and continue the story or it's a completely new thing
0: no they continue the story because throughout the trailer it's no it can't be him he's back oh no it's his DNA he is back but maybe he's not back but maybe he is back oh no a circular saw yeah I don't I don't care
1: (laughs) I might skip it to be honest
0: I will definitely yeah another trailer Chris the the disaster artist which is what that pronunciation was
1: (laughs) james franco yes yeah i know that because i saw the thumbnail okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's i i think it's kind of a a mockumentary about the making of a film called the room have you seen the room no it is legendary for being incredibly bad both performance wise script wise acting wise i said performance and acting so they're the the same same thing
1: are we going to watch it then
0: what room the yeah,
1: room we should watch a room then
0: we, we can watch it yeah but it is it's monumentally awful I am actually surprised you haven't you've seen it have you I've, I've not seen it but I, I know enough about it to know we'll that I, watch <laughs>
1: it then it sounds like a great film to watch
0: uh, yeah and, J- and James Franco and his gang are doing a, a mockumentary thing about it so is it a comedy Yes, the original film. What, you mean the original?
1: Well, I'm guessing it wasn't meant to be a comedy, or was it?
0: No, it was meant to be a serious drama about a man and his girlfriend.
1: Okay, but is it the disaster film? Is this a comedy documentary? Okay.
0: Because the...
1: It was so bad. Yes. Has it got anybody from the room working on
0: it? I doubt it very much. There might be a cameo, but there's nothing in the trailer that
1: I saw so... I suppose it's not being—it's not too bad being in a film that's meant to be legendary, as you put it, to be the worst film ever. Because you, if you're in a film and you're trying to make it sound good and it's bad, you look ridiculous. But if you're in a film, where you're just like, yeah, it is the worst film. It's legendary, whatever.
0: No, but the thing fine. The, the thing is, it was—it was made with the image of it being this this uh, like, sort of romantic drama kind of thing because it was acted so shoddily. It it just came off as poor and then in the aftermath i think the director was like no yeah we we meant to make it so bad it's good
1: yeah is it so bad it's good or does it it doesn't do a sharknado does it
0: the thing is it it it's not made to be like a sharknado yeah. like a so bad it's good sharknado was made to be so bad that it's good this wasn't it happened organically it's the original so bad it's good film
1: except it's not good at all <laughs>
0: It drifts oh, into the really idea. bad. Yeah, another trailer, Chris. The Shape of Water. It's a Guillermo del Toro film who done done uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I think he was also meant to do uh, The Hobbit films. He right. was meant to be on board for that. He's also done Pacific Rim as well, if oh, I God. So remember correctly.
1: This film's going to be uh, it's either sci-fi or it's going to be fantasy. With lots of... Uh, if it's called The Shape of Water, I'm guessing we've got a lot of water action going on. Perhaps some flying bit of fairy dust
0: no flying it's uh, about a um a worker in this lab she's a, a deaf cleaner and she makes a connection with this creature that they're studying in this lab it's a underwater merman kind of thing and she wants to help it uh, escape the lab and all the people all the scientists want to experiment on it and cut it open and she doesn't want this to happen i'm not really doing it justice describing it because it's the visuals that make this trailer—the set designs and the shots. It's really interesting. So if you do get a chance, do give it a watch. Next one, next trailer. Sorry, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, we're getting through them, Chris. Don't worry. Uh, it's a film called Bright, which is a Netflix uh, production, starring Will Smith. It's goblins and elves in the future, and Will Smith is a police officer after a wand.
1: Well, that sounds awful. <laughs>
0: I haven't even told you who it's by. It's by the director of Suicide Squad. Oh. Well,
1: <laughs> we're getting a... Uh, this is iRobot crossed of Harry Potter then.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll give it a watch. It's on Netflix. So it'll be free.
0: Yeah. Well, you're paying well, for it. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Are you still using Ben's Netflix account? No, I have my own. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> he finally kicked you off.
1: Uh, no, I voluntarily left
0: after he kicked you off no
1: I was like Ben sorry I've got my own now I don't need to um, steal yours he only gave it to me to watch Jessica Jones which I didn't watch until I got mine anyway
0: damn it yeah Defenders trailer as well since we're on that did you watch it? no you didn't because it came out this morning
1: yeah and I've only been up like 30 minutes
0: yeah even though this podcast has been going for an hour I've been sleeping while you've been (laughs) speaking that explains a few things yeah it looks good uh more defenders action i still really like the dynamic between the four so looking forward to that star wars there was a clip of um uh sort of the behind the scenes stuff and there's a few additional uh bits and bobs thrown in we got a, a look at this uh casino setting that um finn is going to be uh doing a secret undercover mission in sort of um we got a few more looks at a race training with a lightsaber and stuff like that so uh interesting stuff yeah did you watch this?
1: No, I purposely avoided it because I was too worried about spoilers.
0: Okay, especially just... with the
1: comments <laughs> section and stuff. It's just after I ruined. You don't
0: have to go in the comments. I know, but I can't
1: help it. I ruined the Han Solo death for me an hour before I saw the Force Awakens. So I'm of when I'm watching the new trailers when they come out, and then that's it. I'm not going to watch anything else from Star Wars because I just can't risk it.
0: Don't go in the I comments. Kind it. of. It's the golden rule. Don't do that! Oh there was also a battle, uh, Star Wars Battlefront two um, clip as well. I think it was uh, more of the story stuff. I didn't see that. No. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's move on then. The new Doctor Chris.
1: Yes, Jodie Whittaker. She, she's blonde. She is blonde.
0: She's a blonde doctor, and she's a lady.
1: Yes, she is the first female Doctor
0: Yes, what do you think?
1: I don't know because I've, I've never seen anything of her in it
0: She's in Attack the Block Oh, I is... have seen that actually, oh, but seen... I
1: thought that film was awful
0: What did you think of her in it?
1: I don't remember her oh, okay. All I remember is Finn being in it
0: And Nick Frost is in it as well Oh yeah, he is, isn't he?
1: See, I've seen his film once many years ago So I can't remember any oh. performances okay. I just remember that the guy that played Finn was in it I forgot his name
0: Uh
1: uh, nah, you can't remember either. John Boyega. Oh, well I got done. there. I well knew well was,
0: I was going to call him Boyega. Boyega. Boyega, yeah. No, it's John Boyega, yeah. I disagree with you. I think Attack the Block is okay. No, uh, she's been in Attack the Block. She's been in comedy films. Uh, she's been in Broadchurch as well, which is particularly important because um, the I think the director and producer of that is the one that's taking over from Stephen Moffat. It is, yeah. So they've worked together before, which is important because you need that kind of trust between the two parties uh, going forward. They'll know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Broadchurch is a brilliant series, so I definitely recommend watching that. But yeah, she can do heavy acting and she can do the comedy light stuff, uh, which is good. Now... You didn't want a female Doctor, did you? Because you said it, you were worried that it would change the dynamic of the series, weren't you? That's what you...
1: Yeah, I don't want to tune into a pink TARDIS.
0: <laughs> it's not going to be pink. Now, I, I'd say to people that are worried about that and going, oh, no, the dynamic is going to change. That's the thing with Doctor Who. The dynamic changes all the time. Every time there's a new Doctor, every time there's a new companion... The dynamic in the TARDIS changes so with Matt Smith and um, Jen and Louise Coleman the dynamic was shifted the Doctor was sort of trying to impress Clara and go hey look this is this is really cool hey maybe go on a date or something and Matt Smith's Doctor was kind of whipped by, <laughs> by Coleman kind of I think with uh, Donna with um, David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate it was sort of a two buddies going off and having fun knocking about the uh, the solar system so the the dynamic changes all the time and that's what's really that's what keeps the show fresh for all these years i mean if the internet had been about when william harknell's doctor had changed into a more fun-loving whistle-blowing version of the doctor i'm sure there would have been outrage on the internet if it was around then wouldn't there
1: I imagine. I imagine every time the doctor changed, the, the, there's outrage.
0: Yeah, so I think it'll blow over. I think that she'll right. she'll be a really good fit.
1: Well, I shall reserve judgment until I've seen at least a series with her. I shan't judge on the first episode. I'll watch a series with her and I'll see how it goes. And we're going to keep watching anyway because it's Doctor Who. So yeah, I can't imagine I'll stop.
0: Well, you did for a while. Have you managed to catch up? You said last I'm week. I'm working
1: that you... on it. I'm working on it. I'm I'm nearly there.
0: You've watched I'm, the two Christmas shows. One and a half. Okay,
1: <laughs> I will get there, and I'm gonna blitz through the rest of this series before it goes from BBC iPlayer.
0: Okay, so you got nine days.
1: Nine days, yes. Uh, two of the previous Doctors have clashed at this uh, Comic Con over the casting of Jodie. Oh yes, did the... they get
0: physical? Was there a brawl?
1: I don't think there is, but uh, fierce words were exchanged. It Aww. was uh, Colin Baker. Is he sixth Doctor? Is he sixth? I can't recall. And then uh, Peter Davis, the fifth Doctor. Peter Davis wasn't happy about woman, uh, Jodie being cast. He was like, it should be a male role model. Uh, it should be something boys can look up to. Yeah, Colin I think Baker,
0: his, his exact quote was, now young boys don't have a, a role yeah. model to look up to.
1: Colin Baker hit back saying, it doesn't need to be a male. Boys can look up to female ro- uh, role models, which is true. Yeah. They can. Yeah, of course they can. So, But it's interesting to see... Uh, previous Doctors' Clash, I'd like to hear what the other Doctors have to say. I imagine the majority of them would be like Colin Baker saying, yep, that's good, go for it. Yeah. I know a lot of the old companions are happy about it. Billy Piper, uh, Clara, uh, Clara, (laughs) Janice Coleman's happy.
0: Yeah. A a lot of the arguments coming from both sides is one side are going, oh, it's social justice warriors going over the top and changing everyone into women. Who's going to be next? James Bond or... Indiana Jones Indiana Jones does have a female counterpart she's called Lara Croft so
1: yeah it's already there isn't it
0: <laughs> get over it but yeah like like you said your role model can be whoever you want it doesn't have to if you're a bloke it doesn't have to be another bloke
1: yeah I agree with that so, so uh, we'll see how it goes
0: yeah it's a lot of hot air over nothing if you ask me yeah, it is
1: even Jodie um, she, I was with, didn't she? she's like don't be scared by his change be excited for it sort of thing yeah. So I think she's gonna be met with a lot of resistance, especially with the first few episodes. But once it gets going, people are like, "Oh, okay, she's good." Unless she just bombs and sucks at it completely. Well, I doubt it's gonna happen. But I, yeah. there's always a chance.
0: Yeah, just... I, I don't think it'll happen. She, I, she's a strong enough actress that she can she can hold it. Who her companion's gonna be? Uh, we don't know. Maybe they'll they'll shift it and have, have a male. bloke.
1: Yeah, I've, I wondered about that.
0: Oh, uh, or maybe they'll just stick to the dynamic and have two young ladies well I say young one of them's a thousand years old and a time lord so there you go yeah I, I don't know or maybe they'll do a a, a trio like um. Uh, Rose
1: and Captain Jack sort of thing going in there. yeah and, yeah. Um,
0: and uh, Rory and, and, and Amy so who knows see the dynamic changes all the time so it, it doesn't matter yeah we'll see how that unfolds and I'm sure I'm sure it'll be great I'm Although, sure the internet will hate it.
1: I'm guessing we're only going to get a few minutes of her in a Christmas special after the, re- the regeneration scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think and it'll then be... it'll be
1: like eight months into the new series.
0: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be standard Doctor Who regeneration. Yeah. Where she goes, kidneys, boobs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do they? she go, ooh,
0: <laughs> boobs. No.
1: <laughs> she must have a quite a big freak out though, because doc- obviously the first time a Doctor being a woman, so he'll be like, There's new parts and stuff, and like other parts are missing. I want a big freak out like that. (laughs) Just him screaming as a TARDIS. I don't know. Doesn't crash this time. It's crashed the last few times with regeneration. Let's not have it crash this time.
0: I know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the show, Chris. I've run out of news and opinions.
1: But okay.
0: How do people get in touch with us about either the minions or the news? Or
1: well, you can email us at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at WeCatsurvive. Survive, or on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, all those places. So download, stream, leave comments, leave rankings, ratings. Thumbs up. Do a thumbs, thumbs up, down. thumbs down, Julius Caesar Live or die type thing. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff.
0: Feed us to the lions.
1: But yes, uh, next week we are doing something.
0: Game of Thrones Season 3. We're four seasons behind but we're jumping on the bandwagon after the bandwagon has left the station. I should say, it's
1: already gone. We're running behind the bandwagon, <laughs> screaming at it.
0: Don't leave us!
1: So if, if you want to see that next Sir week... So
0: Lannister's after us! Oh
1: dear. <laughs> Help us! So if you want to all hear that next week, then please tune in. But until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye.